Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Namrata Yoakam Jan and Daniel Jan with Seniors Helping Seniors. Welcome. Thank you for having us, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Seniors Helping Seniors. How are you serving folks? Well, for us, um, first of all, I should thank you for having us here and uh, introducing ourselves as well as our brand. We actually are Seniors Helping Seniors. We started Seniors Helping Seniors way back in 1998. It was started by my mother, who actually comes from India, worked with Mother Teresa for 14 plus years. And out of mission, she started this because she saw a need for it in the U.S. So that's how we came about Seniors Helping Seniors. And uh, we provide non-medical services, such as, you know, lighthouse keeping, uh, companionship services, taking someone to the doctor, basically anything and everything that a senior might need in order for them to be able to live independently in their own homes. And in addition to that, nowadays, you know, with the seniors, there's a lot of uh, need for expanded dementia care. um, And there's a lot of need for personal care um, where people need just uh, activities of daily living to be taken care of. We provide all of that and much, much more. Now, what was kind of the catalyst for the idea? Because that seems like that was pretty early in the thinking about serving the senior market in that way. Um, was this out of a, you know, a personal need or did this, how, how did the idea turn from an idea into, you know, hey, you know, people will pay us to help them solve this problem? I will tell you, this started as a personal idea because my mother was completely aboard by the idea of how seniors were just being asked to uh, go to nursing homes and there was really nothing for them to be able to do. And in fact, I still remember to this day when my mother approached a 78-year-old retired nurse, a military nurse, to come and work for her. And she said, you're crazy. Nobody wants me to come and work. And and she ended up working for us for uh, I think 15 years, if I remember correctly. So this was something that was really true to my mother's heart because coming from India where people take care of, you know, their seniors in their own homes, this was different for her. And she wanted to do something about it where she could help seniors remain independently living in their own homes while maintaining their dignity. And that's how it really emerged. And then uh, the services, I mean, expanded because the clients asked for different services. Now, um, when you started, there there obviously wasn't as many competitors as there is now, and as the aging population just keeps getting, you know, more and more of them, there's been a lot more uh, competition in this space. How do you kind of differentiate yourself from the other players? That's a great question, Lee. So when we first started franchising, we were one of the first franchise organizations to get started in home care. And uh, now there are over 130 franchisors in the same space. And it all comes down to differentiation. And, you know, I think that's where we have the market cornered because we are seniors helping seniors, which means we hire active, mature adults, uh, typically over the age of 50. 
helping less active seniors that need care staying in their own homes. And so we kind of have a, a, a monopoly on the name, Seniors Helping Seniors, and we also recruit disproportionate number of seniors to come and work for us. I would say um, probably 85% of our workforce is 55 plus. We do have some you know, younger workers in areas like Florida where licensing requires them to be certified home health aides. Um, but we look for mature people uh, because we think it's really important that we match our caregivers with our clients, not only based on what their needs are and what somebody is able to provide, but based on their personalities, interests, hobbies, life experiences. Um, we want them to be friends um, and not only receive care. Now, you mentioned this earlier that there's a lot of, um, I think, over 100 different kind of people that are working in this space. But for the people who aren't familiar with this type of a service, can you educate people on the importance of, uh, if you can pull this off, of keeping your parent or your grandparent in their home uh, as long as possible, that that really is way more affordable and more um it's better for the individual rather than kind of sending them to a nursing home or some sort of facility. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's something that we get with a lot of families trying to figure out what's better for their loved one. Uh, according to ARP, 90% of seniors want to remain in their own home. That's where they want to age in place. Uh, they don't want to be removed from their community, from their friends and move to a facility. If at all, it can be helped. Uh, if you think about the cost of going to a facility, I would say an average uh, assisted living facility costs around $4,000 a month. And the average nursing home, you know, it's probably in the $8,000 a month range. What's great about our services is that, you know, you, we can provide as much or as little that someone needs. We can provide the 24-7 care. But most seniors... Most seniors uh, don't require that. Um, you know, if they get uh, somebody to prepare their meals or help them in the shower uh, and they're cognitively all there, that they don't need 24-7 care. And so we can keep them at home for a lot longer than um, what, you know, traditionally has been done. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, and I, I think that it's important, especially a lot of times the the, the younger kind of the child is making a decision for the parent. And a lot of folks nowadays are living in different places where the parent is. And it's so important to have somebody like your service available to them that is kind of watching over their parent uh, to let them know that everything is okay. Cause it's hard to, to know when the child is uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of miles away from the parent is the parent throwing out spoiled food is the parent taking their medicine at the right time. You know, all these little things that the parent might say, yeah, I'm good. Everything's fine. They may not be fine. And to have somebody in there that's kind of watching that even on a part-time basis is invaluable. It sounds like you're speaking from experience. And I, we find that, uh, you know, even a lot of our franchise owners have a personal experience with caring for their loved ones. It's one of the blessings and curses of living in a big country. It's easy to be 2,500 miles away from our loved ones, and we can't be there every day. And even if we are in the same metro area like Atlanta, 
you know, it's, it's difficult to drive all the way across town to check on a mom every day. And that's why these services are so critical. Um, we can be there every day and we can provide a lot of comfort uh, to family members who are worried about their loved ones. Now, over the years, has the business model changed at all? Yeah. So when we first started franchising and providing services ourselves, uh, we provided mostly companionship and homemaker services. So we would go in and play cards and cook a meal and um, take someone to the doctor and go on outings, do handyman services. And then I want to say about 10 years ago, we got into the personal care side as well. And personal care involves helping with activities of daily living, which includes dressing, bathing, feeding, toileting, mobility assistance. And it's a, it's a higher level of care. And, uh, and so it also requires additional training for our caregivers. And then over the last uh, year or so, um, we've expanded our dementia and Alzheimer's care services to be able to tackle, um, you know, those clients and that have uh, moderate to advanced dementia. Um, we've rolled out a new service uh, called telecare uh, where we uh, check in on uh, family members uh, telephonically and sometimes by video phone to see how they're doing. So if we're only there on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we make sure we check in on Tuesday and Thursday and over the weekend to, to make sure the seniors has everything taken care of. And if they need additional services, we'll go out and provide those services. We've also introduced electronic health monitoring solutions um, through a company called Electronic Caregiver. So if a senior were to fall and can't get up, that uh, the system picks that up and 911 gets called. Um, and we also expanded into a number of various disease-specific um, services, including Parkinson's, cancer care, congestive heart failure, and so on. So over the last uh, 23 years now, um, we have expanded our services, and we continue to look at opportunities um, for our franchise owners, which is really driven by the need from clients. Yeah, it sounds like you're really listening to your clients and um, adjusting the service according to their needs. Absolutely. So now when you're talking about a franchisee, is a person, a typical franchisee, somebody that's been in this space before and now wants to run their own show? Or um, who? what does a typical franchisee or an ideal franchisee look like? You know, our franchise owners come from all different walks of life. I think one of the most important thing is for them to have the passion for this kind of work. A lot of times, in fact, most of the times, our franchise owners will have a personal story as to why they want to help the seniors in their community. And it's that passion that's first and foremost, the most important thing. But at the same time, it's also, you know, making sure that they have their business minded and have the drive to want to build a business and do good and make money at the same time. So really, that's what it comes down to. Not not so much, uh, you know, what um, degrees they have or what experience they have, because if you have compassion in this type of business, that's the most important thing. And combining that with business, being business oriented, just is icing on the cake. Now, is the typical franchisee someone who is kind of uh, 
taking over one territory or this is this something that's a professional franchisee where they're kind of adding this to a portfolio of complementary services? Yeah, typically it's uh, folks that uh, want to start their own business uh, that may or may not have, uh, you know, the have not run a business before. Um, it's typically not added on to something that, that they are already doing. Um, although we have people that have been in elder law, um, some health related fields, uh, but typically it is, you know, from like Namrata said, from every walk of life. And um, are you are you looking for franchisees in a certain region right now, um, or is this kind of the countries available? We we have uh, currently about a hundred franchise owners and a hundred and seventy territories granted, and we still have lots of space available in uh, every state here in the United States. We also have a few franchise owners internationally in the UK and Malta, um, but uh, you know we still have a lot of open territory. So you know all, all throughout the United States. And when someone takes on a franchise, um, is it all of those services available or is it, uh, can you choose which services you want to offer? So in the past, we've been pretty flexible as to what services uh, our franchise owners would provide. Um, there are certain states that uh, require licensings for some of these services, but at this point, we've really expanded our services. And the reason that we expanded our services is to be able to provide additional services to clients and also uh, increase the number of services that our franchise owners can provide. So we're really, really looking for franchise owners that are providing our full suite of services. And the franchise owner isn't the one that's going into the home. They're the ones that are managing the team. I would say in the long run, yes. Uh, I think we do believe it's very important that uh, the franchise owner understands every part of the business. Um, and so they'll be involved in, you know, hiring and scheduling and, you know, going out and meeting with family members and marketing and so on. Over time, typically the franchise owner does take more of a management role. There are certain franchise owners that hold on to one aspect of the business because they really enjoy doing it. And a lot of times we see, you know, the interaction with the family when they go out and do the home visits or assessments, as we call them. Um, that they retain that for uh, you know a much longer period than let's say scheduling. Just to sum up, the, the the franchise owners are not the ones providing the services. Right. So they're hiring a team. That's correct. That is correct. Yes. And then that's what you help them with is to create kind of the processes and systems that make it um, easier for them to identify the right caregiver and to match them properly with the clients. Absolutely. And we have a lot of technologies that help us to do that. Uh, we work with a company called ClearCare, who has modified their platform to um, to the way that we do business. And it has a feature called the Care Finder, which matches people based on their which matches people based on their um, needs, based on their preferences, uh, whether it's language or needlepoint or you know. Uh, so it matches people on a lot of different uh, aspects. 
And then, uh, so for the franchisee, the potential franchisee, um, the first steps is to reach out to you. Is there a website? We actually have um, uh, Brand One. Are you familiar with Brand One? Uh, no. We, okay, well, we actually have outsourced our franchise development sales to Brand One team, which is very well uh, versed in franchise development, and we actually just did that starting last year. Um, we do uh, have a website where anybody who's interested in franchising can reach out to us through a website. And certainly there's also phone numbers. They can also reach out to us by phone. And um, and uh, those are the different ways of people reaching out to us in case they're interested in starting their own franchise. And the main website for uh, your organization is SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com? That is correct, yes. And that's where folks that are just needing help can find a location near them, as well as if you have some questions about the franchising, I think there's a tab for that as well. Absolutely. Yep. Now, what do you need more of right now? How can we help you? Do you need more caregivers? Do you need more uh, franchisees? What What are you looking for? We're always looking for great franchise owners to bring seniors, helping seniors to, you know, their areas. Uh, I think there's such a huge need out there, uh, especially after COVID as well, right? So we're getting close to the end of COVID, um, which is exciting and you we've had families be much more involved with their parents than prior to covid right so they're checking in them all all the time and they've really identified that the parents need more care so we get a ton of calls from clients needing care our business is booming right now so, so we're looking for franchise owners that want to take our model to their markets um and we're always looking for great caregivers as well. Um, there are lots of seniors out there that may not know that this is something that they want to do, uh, but maybe they've helped their parents and need something to do in their retirement. You know, call seniors, helping seniors. We'd be happy to talk to you and see if we might be a great fit for each other. And the folks that are the caregivers, is it available for them to do some of that remote care where they are just answering calls through the telemedicine uh, or telehealth tele portal? Yeah, in some locations. I would say most of our caregivers still go out and physically provide care. That's really ideally what they want to do. Uh, and that's where most of our need is. And some of our locations absolutely provide the telecare as well. We typically like to do telecare uh, where the caregiver of that client that they've already built a relationship with calls rather than a random person in the office. And it makes it much more personable and they get the companionship even though it's over the phone. Right. And they know intimately what the kind of idiosyncrasies of the client are. That's exactly right. Now, um, going forward, uh, you mentioned that there's a lot of areas available. Is there any specific region that you're targeting or is it kind of uh, where there's a need, then there can be a franchise? No, it's pretty much throughout the United States. Uh, some areas in the Northeast uh, where we got started, we have a few more franchise owners than other areas, but, you know, pretty wide open. Well, congratulations on all the success. Um it's a great it's a great story and it's an important mission that you're on to help folks and to be able to to deliver care as needed 
um, and have people age at home is so important in today's world. So thank you for doing what you do. Well, thank you, Lee. Really appreciate that. And thank you for having us on this podcast. You got it. And that website, once again, is Seniors Helping Seniors, all one word, dot com. Go there, check them out. And if this is the right fit for you, definitely give them a call and see if it's a fit. Uh, This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. (laughs) 